Hey, what's up, everybody? It's another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies, movies, movies with a Z. We're coming at you with another episode. Thank you, everyone who's been listening and or watching on whatever platform you're listening and or watching on. Uh, Last episode was the fan vote, so thank you to everyone who voted in that. We will, of course, reveal the winner at the end of this episode. Um, and if you do have more uh, movies that you want to recommend, you can always send it to us by commenting on our latest YouTube video or by sending us an email at ff.filmfreaks at gmail.com. All right. I am Yemi the Third, a.k.a. Yemi. Who am I here with? Hey, guys. It's me, Gritty Waffle. And hey. And Coco Gamer. How is everyone doing this fine Sunday afternoon? Ah, doing pretty good. How about you? Yeah. Oh, not doing good? too bad, not too bad. Get some work done, so that's good. So a little chilly today. So. It's like 100 and something degrees here today. <laughs> it's pretty it's hot like, here, uh, too. Oh, 96. It's like it's high cool 50s today. with the wind. Yeah, we had, a, we had a heat wave for all last week, and now it's finally been like... Can cool down, put away the fans, just let the wind go through. Yeah, and the heat wave will start. <laughs> It'll it start, yeah, as soon as I start the work tomorrow. supposed to come back. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> come back. Well, speaking oh. of uh, heat waves, no, that's the flash. Nah, never mind. That joke <laughs> <Yeah>, failed. <laughs> All right, uh, Coco, you got a movie to recommend to us. What you got? Alright, um, today we'll be talking about The Dark Knight. It came out in 2008. The synopsis, synopsis, yes. When the menace known as the Joker wrecks havoc and chaos on the people of Gotham, Batman must accept one of the greatest physiological and physical tests of his ability to fight injustice. We got a couple of kind of big actors. Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Aaron Eckhart, Michael Caine, Maggie Gowenhall, Gary Oldman, Gary Gary Oldman, best last name ever, Morgan Freeman, and Mark. I'm not even going to question. I'm not even going to tell you that. Yep, that's me. The actors for today. <laughs> um, I'm going to start off with um. Just want to say, what do you guys think of the um beginning scene? Because I thought that was really well filmed. Yeah, I truly enjoy it because, like, first time watching it, I mean, no, it's not my first time this time, but, like, originally watching it, you, like, had no idea, like, what was going on, and then, like, mm-hmm. when they start, like, betray- or betraying each other, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, shoot, you know, unexpectedly, you just thought it would be, like, a normal bank heist, you know, just like, oh, yeah, it's gonna go off without a hitch, and then you're like, ah, it's the Joker. Yeah, immediately talking about the Joker, so we... <laughs> So that was a pretty fast addition on who, who's going to be the main villain in this thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the perfect opening for this movie because mm-hmm. it also like this heist is like a perfectly planned heist too. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Although I do find it weird that not until the uh, like the last few henchmen they're like, oh shit, we're all killing each other. But um, <laughs> I think that it's a really well formed plan for for a heist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those. It's like a classic opening to a movie. It, it's really good and it really sets the stage well. Mm-hmm. So, and like um, the... oh, sorry. Honestly, my biggest problems with it 
I did have some problems with the opening scene. Um, overall, I did like it. I, I enjoyed the opening scene. Um, but yeah, like once they start talking like, oh yeah, I had to finish that guy. I was like, that's what they told me. Immediately you'd stop and go, oh, maybe we shouldn't kill each other and let's, you know, start planning. Whatever, they're evil. Um, but then it, the buses at the end, that's where it, it bugs me. It's just like, nobody's like going to be like, hey, this bus just came out of a bank. And there's a line of buses now. That, that, it doesn't make sense. Well, uh, I have to say that. Um, he, um, we see Joker at the end. He did look at his watch like for like half a second. So I'm guessing that was originally when the bus was timed to go in. And they thought, and they planned out the bus jo- rejoining the school bus line. So it makes it harder for detective or security cameras to get in. Well, they did. They definitely did do that. It's just... I I don't know maybe it's just maybe it's a big city thing um, that like yeah. you just see lines of school buses like that yeah it's a real rare occurrence but I guess it makes sense since it's a huge city at least I guess yeah oh they could have just tipped off the bus um the school system or something and just have that thing have that occur at the same time well you could yes. have had someone embedded in the school mm-hmm. and have like their their buses here. And they have to like leave some room for the Joker to you know drift in there. Yeah, and, and kill the bus driver. <laughs> yeah. Well, the bus driver was part of the heist, so. So now I killed the bus driver. <laughs> what? what bus driver? Bang! <laughs> yeah, funny how that works. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like a really good reveal for you know Heath Ledger, Ledger as the Joker. Yes, um, it's it a really, really it's is. like a. When you first watch it, it's like a, a startling thing because, like, we're, I mean, we're used to seeing, like, Jack Nicholson and, you know, mm-hmm. hearing the voice of uh, of Mark Hamill. And then when you mm-hmm. actually see, like, a more realistic version of him, yes. it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy to see. Mm-hmm. Um, a little further into the movie, um, like, I could say a lot of things about the stuff in the movie, um, but... Say so like when he, he was um face when he was um like Joker was going off um starting to kill Ram Max of people. I like that cat I never say this I'm gonna say this a lot by how first Joker because it's basically how how the movie this movie went very well. Um but it shows perfectly of Joker of his um psychological like for his twisted sense of humor and his twisted sense of planning of just of um his in, of trying to expose the batman and be or sh- not kill the batman but expose the batman that he says like people like him only make things worse <laughs> batman and joker because they know that he would just fight right yeah, everyone so, says that he's insane, but I think he's one of the most sane villains that um, mm-hmm. is around. Yeah, I mean, I, I of course I'm always up to date on the latest comics and stuff like that. And even in like these newer comics, he's still like he still has that like that sanity of being able to formulate these plans that are really yeah. really involved. And of course, a lot of things have to go off without a hitch, obviously, which is why mm-hmm. some parts of the movie are a little bit unbelievable, but. It's still, it's, 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 he's definitely more sane than people, uh, believe. And I think he leads people on like that just be, you know, just so they underestimate him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You I know, he says, sorry, no, sorry. I, was, I think it's funny though that, like, if you look at the next movie, the Joker actually bought a, brought about like six years of peace. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It was like uh, the part of the scene where Joker was like, do I look like a man with a plan? I'm like, yes, yeah. Yes, you, <laughs> like, yes, you yeah. do. Yes you, yes, you do. Like, you clearly have several plans kind of and backup me. plans. And, just and the they whole, all went like, off without a hitch. Well, I, I mean, just the thing that, like, his, you know, he was like, oh, I'm going to kill the Batman or Batman's going to kill me. But if they don't kill me, somehow put me in jail. I've got a plan for that, too. That'll yeah. It's convoluted and doesn't make sense, but it it worked. <laughs> he's had the most maniacal planning and you can, because he's so twit, because um, he's basically, he's Joker. It's like the best way to describe it. Because he's Joker, he's always has got a plan for his backup plans. <laughs> yeah, and he does. I wish they would have added I me. Mean, I might be jumping the gun here, but with the guy with the scene, how he got the phone in him, like how did that happen? Like exactly. that's the convoluted part of his plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't get like anything. Like how he did it, how the phone still works. I mean, it was said boss weird. might said to take away the pain and from inside. So I guess he they injected to them before. If I I had some people inject the phone into him, if like would get to be a bomb so that yeah. he could escape there and just mm-hmm. just have this insane person <laughs> kind of like ins- well, not really insane insane but just I don't know cor- he had schizophrenia just, for sure yeah, yeah. schizophrenia the, the poor guy had schizophrenia Joker preyed on people with schizophrenia I was about to say here's two stories of um how he got these how he got his scars I'm not sure what sure, I'm not like sure None like, of them are- the true. first one is believable, or the second one is actually true. So I'm not sure. I, we I don't think that. any of them are true. Neither of them just, are. Yeah. Yeah, he just makes up a story each time he wants to tell how he got them scars. Mm. That's well, still one of my favorite way, lines. <laughs> the only way he got his scars is from eating those frozen popsicles with the plastic around them. <laughs> yeah. The Otter Pops. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. there you go. <laughs> those things cut the sides of your mouth for sure. Yeah, they really did. I, I think not telling a true story of how he got his scars is way better of a character development than, than him yes. actually telling how he got the scars. Because yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I mean, the thing about the Joker is like, you. I mean, even nowadays, you, we don't know his true name. We don't know how many Jokers there are in, in the universe at one point. And it's one of those things is like, he's always a man of such mystery. Mystery. We don't know who exactly he is, where he's from, et cetera, et cetera. We just know that he, you know, he's he's the Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I love the part where like Batman says, "Let it go," and he's just what a very poor choice of words. Because <laughs> exactly, it's like why would you say "let it go" when he has a over and hose over a window? <laughs> yeah, yeah, phrasing. <laughs> You're freezing. It was just awful. He was like, what a very poor choice of words. And you did what you said. He let it go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't want to go straight to the end, but if you guys want to, it could. No. Um, let's, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, a lot of people like this portrayal of Joker, and they say this is the best one. And although I, I'm inclined to believe that, or, or to say that this is one of the best ones, I think that I like the portrayal from Jack Nicholas better because it was more fitting for the comic books. But this one, this portrayal by Heath Ledger is more grounded in reality. And I yeah. think that's what makes the Dark Knight 
at least the first two movies, um, a lot more believable is because they are set in <laughs> reality. They aren't set in some like fantastical oh. Justice League type universe where yes. there's multiple universes, realities, etc. Et yeah, multiverse. <laughs> so I, I think that that really helped these movies um, age well because it's yeah more oh, yeah, realistic. Age more well and track. also separate themselves from the other Marvel DC properties mm-hmm. that are out there right now or when this movie did come out. So I, I, I really like that aspect of it, and I think it's one of the better parts of... I guess uh, the trilogy as a whole is is really grounded in reality. Um, well, I guess the third one, there's a few things that happen that you wouldn't believe yeah, in real life. Again. But the first two movies are really well done in that in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think that uh, this version of the Joker is good for... is the best for this movie and this serious type of role. I mean, you can look at other more serious Jokers like the Jared Leto one or, or whoever else. And mm-hmm. they, they kind of fail in comparison to this one. But like I said, in yes. terms of like how close uh, an actor is to the portrayal in the comic books, I think Jack Nicholson takes the cake there. I don't know if you guys agree. I do agree with that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't read the comics or anything for Batman. So the only, the only, the most exposure I have, um, you know, would be the animated series, with Mark Hamill, which I think it's pretty good. Yeah, so. I mean, the Mark Hamill's version is, is is as close to the comics as you can get because it's animated and because he puts on a show every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my biggest problem, is, you know, the show is, is, you know, trying to be grounded in reality. And this one isn't as bad as the third one at doing this. Um, the third, like, <laughs> the screenwriters don't understand how certain things work in real life. And they just made shit up. And it's clear. Yeah, oh, yes. uh, especially in the third one, like they have no understanding of how money works, and like they're just like Bruce only is, is broke. It's like uh, it doesn't really work that way. Um, but this one, the justice system is where they kind of <laughs> screwed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, because like this whole I... time they're like, oh, you know, can't let Harvey Dent be, you know, show that he's, you know, or that he has any like. A flaw or whatever. Otherwise, his case goes out the window. It's like that's not how that works. Right. Especially after he has a like post-traumatic like stress disorder. You know, like he heard his fiance blow up and he got half his face ripped, like burned off. I'm sorry. Anything he does after that point does not affect his previous stuff in court. <laughs> like Plus, the whole time, like we can't let Harvey Dent's legacy go. It's like. Well, also, they, they're, they're, I think they more heavily state it in the third one. Like, if Harvey Dent comes out and, and he's, you know, it's revealed to the world that he's two-faced and he's killing people, that doesn't automatically let every single person he put in jail get released. <laughs> and, yeah, yes, that and makes no that, sense. I, I think that was a big thing with the third one, uh, which I actually just recently watched myself. And I was just like, that doesn't make any sense that they would just, this whole, the Harvey Dent initiative would just be shut down. Because yeah. oh he's two faced like what it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah back then he wasn't two faced when he did this <laughs> exactly and that that was the one thing that kept bugging me last night I was watching this I was just like who the who the cares it doesn't matter if Harvey suddenly killed somebody yeah he's he's clearly gone through some traumatic stuff and he's a different person yeah. now but guess what right that doesn't me. change who he was when he made those laws yeah right. exactly. Um, so that was one thing that bugged me. Um, I guess I'm going to kind of skip, skip to the end here. Um, the other thing that bugged me, <laughs> um, oh, when, yeah. like, when Batman's like, I'll take it. It's like, 
why why Batman? We have a psycho killer who's been on the loose for months. We can blame everything on him. We don't need to blame it on you, Batman. Right. <laughs> Batman did nothing wrong, really. He's just been trying to stop the thing for like from stop Joker for months, and, yeah. <laughs> and Joker's like, "Yeah, some of it's your fault." It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So that those were the two biggest things that bugged me was the Harvey Dent can't be. We can't show that he had flaws. Otherwise, any everything he's done in court is no, you know, it's gone. It's like, no, that's not how it works. And then yeah, the, just the Batman's like, "I'll take, I'll take this thing." It's like. Why we have we have a group of people who could take this fall, who yeah. are already bad people, so and have killed lots of people. Well, but, I, whatever. Yeah, sure, Batman. Sure. I, I think the writers kind of wrote themselves into a pit with that ending. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes. Because uh, even though I mean I guess I would kind I mean I can I can suspend disbelief that uh, you know Batman take the fall for whatever. You know, yeah. uh, he beat up a bunch of policemen before that. Obviously, that looks bad on him and, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they really wrote themselves into a hole because uh, w- when you get to the third movie, it's like instead of having like events take place directly after that and like seeing the police chase him and blah, 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 blah. We have eight years in between this movie and the next movie. And it just doesn't make any <laughs> sense in yeah. terms of the narrative. Um, so I, I really do think like even though the end of the movie, I, I, I was fine with the end of the movie. Um I, I do think that uh, I, I, I do want I did want to see more Harvey Dent like Two Face Harvey mm-hmm. Dent in the movie. Yes, and what there I was. agree. So I was really hoping well, they would let him live until the next movie, you know, as Two Face. I remember thinking that in theaters, it's like save Harvey for the next movie and you know just kill off the Joker or put him away, or whatever. But you know their plan was is like oh we'll have the Joker back for the third movie and then yeah. he played in there something like oh well. Yeah. We don't have Two Face either, so Bane. We'll do Bane. Bane well, was not done well. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I think Bane was fine as a, as the villain in that movie until the end, uh, when yeah, uh, uh, yeah like when everything was revealed. But um, I think they relied way too heavily on Batman Begins for the third movie. Mm-hmm. They went back to a bunch of like the Shad- the League of Shadows and stuff like that, and they tried to shoehorn that in instead of coming, you know, instead of going off of what the Dark Knight was. And I think that that's what hurt the movie the most in the yes, end. Yes, I, I agree. But like, cause well, I decided to go a little further. But like, the first thing the bat for Batman Begins, obvious like that movie should just have been like the first the single mark for the League of Shadows because it was done kind of well because it it would make sense I guess. After like when he's looking after his parents get shot, he's gonna be looking and he's gonna try to find the person who was responsible for this and bring him to justice by looking by going into the criminal um, stuff and re- becoming a League of Shadows. Well, that uh, <laughs> that's not exactly. It, he he went to go get training from the League of Shadows so that he could war on criminals, which was his vow when uh, his parents were shot. Uh, that's um, true. He didn't know that the League of Shadows was going to, at least in this rendition of the story, he didn't know that the League of Shadows was going to, you know, burn Gotham to the ground, which is why he burned the League of Shadows to the ground. <laughs> Makes sense. But, but yeah, the, really, the League of Shadows line should have been done right there. Maybe have Raj Al Ghul come back in the third movie, but the way that they brought him yeah, back in the third movie was dumb. They really mm-hmm. should have just had him come back with a Lazarus pit and have Liam Neeson be like one of the main focal points. But instead, it's it's yeah. like I'm an apparition and I'm here to tell you the entire story. 
But we're, like, we're we're talking too much about the other movies. Yeah, I was about to say, guys, can we go back into the? <laughs> it's a trilogy, so we're gonna be talking. <laughs> it is, yeah, you're right. It is a trilogy, and they're all very closely related. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, what do you guys think of um Batman, um Dark Knight's suit in this? <laughs> I thought it was really um great CGI on it. Uh, I, mean, I don't think it was CGI. Yeah, it's a it's an actual yeah. physical suit. suit. Oh, it's an actual suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone really, um, really done well done because yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's done. Oh, my biggest problem, like the suit was fine. I mean, it looked a little because I remember it was a big deal when it was released originally. The the neck part, it's like that looks a little weird, but okay. Um, which, but it makes sense why that he he wanted a neck so he can turn turn his head. Yeah, turn his head. Because um, he's agile, not unlike bulky. the old Batman movies where <laughs> you know. Uh, Michael Keaton's like having to shift his entire body over to look. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I like the design of the um the uh pretend Batman. I think like the hockey mm. like just how they kind of look like they've been thrown together and they're I, I love that scene in this one where yes. you know Scarecrow's gang is is kind of like you know hiding from Batman for the most part. They're they're trading drugs with these guys and the fake Batman come out and it's a really cool like you know, because you're expecting it to be Batman at first, but then he pulls yeah. out a gun and he shoots someone, and it's like, oh, what the hell is going on? There's like a bunch of them, and I think that's like a really cool like subversion of of expectations right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really cool scene. You're just seeing a bunch of cop and saying, and he sees like it was more copycats. So you get, so you're saying this, saying this has been happening for a while. They and shows like Gotham is uh, show always signs of Gotham wanting to help people. <laughs> But why would you do that? Why would you want to dress up as a fake Batman? <laughs> like when they, everyone knows that well, like Batman is wanted pretty much. No, the, the, well, Nick, this is before the end of the movie, so yeah. <laughs> no, no, he, 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 he was wanted. I mean, he was still getting killed. Like wanted from. Uh, I mean, I guess yeah, you could see like oh. the st- the standing order from the police was arrest him on sight, but. Uh, Gordon was breaking that law, that rule. Yeah, Gordon was to work with doing him. that law because he worked with him. Which is why he only worked with Gordon, right? Because mm-hmm. any other police would have well Let's try to arrest him, fail, and <laughs> try. Yeah, going back to Nick's point, um, it's because Batman inspired regular people to rise up and help fight right, this war on fear. crime. They want to protect their city, so mm-hmm. that's why they felt. You know, a reason to put on hockey pads and fake Batman masks and, you know, all that stuff. Football pads. I'm not wearing hockey pads. (laughs) Do you guys um, feel like too much related to what's going on in the world now? Like, did anyone else get that resemblance? Like, like, oh my God, no riots, you know. Like the scene with the. while um, Joker was in the hospital with the mask on, I was like, oh my god, I was like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I think it's just going to start happening soon. <laughs> I kind of felt that more with the third movie, with how the city is locked down, and uh, there's, mm-hmm. there's tons of people in the, you know, rioting. Um, you could also kind of relate it to the first one as well, I guess, with everyone going crazy from the Scarecrow gas, but um, yeah. I think the third one is, is the I don't know if I would say it's the most closely related, but I think it's pretty, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I want to talk about a scene that, well, there's a few scenes. I, I had several problems. 
<laughs> with a lot of scenes where it's just like, oh, that's dumb. Uh, so I'm going to start with um, when we're first introduced to Harvey Dent in the courtroom, and the thug tries to shoot him. And yeah. he's just like, oh, this should have been American. It's like, why wasn't it American? You are in America. Why didn't they? Why didn't they use an American gun to try to kill you? Yeah, uh, yeah I sorry, I agree with that because like especially with ma- um, these mafia people too, aren't they supposed to be like one of the biggest like crooks in the city, and they use a Chinese gun that doesn't even work? <laughs> yeah, and it's just like they they probably had several hundred like guns from america that they could have given this guy because like mm-hmm. obviously if he's going to kill harvey here it's not like they're trying to keep it you know like oh they won't be able to track the gun it's like they don't have to track the gun you're they yeah, saw you, do it. <laughs> you were a fall man mm-hmm. um but it's just like i was like okay that's just kind of dumb but all right mm-hmm. whatever um the other scene was um when they're escorting harvey dent because um, he's, you know, claimed to be Batman. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, the the road's barricade. I guess we have to go underneath. Where it's like, um, I mean, you guys could go, you know, your cops with your sirens going, you can go into the other lane. lane. <laughs> Plus, and as they go by, you see there's enough space for a car to get by this, like, burning. Fire, I mean, it's, fire, yeah, fire it's like clearly a trap. And it's just like, what? why did... Why guys? You see it's Joker doing it because he's because he's so ironic. Because like burning fire truck, it's on fire. <laughs> well, my favorite part was um, during that scene where the SWAT guy is like, "I didn't sign up for this." It's like, uh, "Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> literally your job." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you need something a lot bigger than this. Post up bazooka. Is that a bazooka? <laughs> yeah, I think that the even though I love the scene. Where they go under, you know, under the freeway or whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. I, I love that scene. I just, I think it, we could have gone, we could have done without the uh, commentary from the second squat guy. I, I feel yes. like it was just kind of like it was just a little bit too cartoony, like, and he was yeah. saying things that were obvious, you know, like I, I get like going to him. <laughs> I get they going that, to him like every once in a while, but they did that in the first movie too. Like after they explained the whole scarecrow's plan. Like, as the train's going, they kept cutting to a guy on, like, the control tower, and he kept just repeating everything that's going on, even though we just had heard it. And that that was one thing that always bugged me in the first movie, where it's just, yeah. like, and apparently they didn't learn their lesson. And, yeah, I felt the same way this time, where it's like, okay, we don't need your commentary. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's talking right now is so cool, though. <laughs> well, yeah, the Bat Tumblr is really cool. And I, I I love how it transforms into a motorcycle when it's you know oh, yes. too heavily damaged. I think that that was one of the best reveals. And yeah. I think that if I was if I was in a theater at that time, I would be I'd be clapping. I'd be like, holy shit, that that's fucking amazing. Yeah, I think everybody did. Don't worry. And like I said, goodbye to up. Yeah. So here's something that um, before I went into this movie. Uh, I was talking with someone on Discord, and they said that the Dark Knight is only good because of the Joker. They said that any scene without the Joker was bad, but people rate it so highly because the because Joker is Joker. Yeah. I don't agree with this at all. After rewatching this movie, I can I can confirm that pretty much every scene in this movie is a, is a grade A scene. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I think there are so many good scenes in this movie. And yeah, a lot of them involve the Joker, obviously. 
But there's yes. a lot of great scenes in this movie without him that, mm. that stand on their own. I uh, exactly. Also, like since I had to point it out, when see when Harvey turns his um two face, yeah, like especially that scene. That's why we love the CGI in this movie was incredible, was amazing because Harvey's face, Harvey's two face face, I should say, was just mine was just extremely well done in so much detail added to that face because because yeah. you can see the eyeball of the wet way you can see the mouth m- mouth actually moving and that mouth like actually moving and how the insides would work from you moving your tongue and parts of your bo- inside your mouth parts of your body and mouth yeah, that, that, yeah i mean that's what happens when they have enough time to perfect the cgi in a movie that's for sure yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but back to yemi's point um i don't fully agree um well then i'm gonna have to well, kick I... you off the podcast <laughs> yeah that's fine um no, I think like I think there are definitely a good scene, a lot of good scenes without the Joker in. Um, I don't think they were all good. Um, I mean, and th- there's some with the Joker that like I remember really liking. Um, you know, when I originally watched this, that I was going, oh, this isn't this didn't hold up. This isn't good. I never. I mean, that. that's that's tough to say. What I mean because Joker is the main point of this movie so it's like if the scenes weren't that good with them then guy would be like that saying the opposite be like oh well you know the batman sucks because you know this move joker is supposed to lead these scenes and he does a horrible job well <laughs> which one is it they're gonna have a lot of scenes of joker and they're gonna be try to make it like as good as possible because he's gonna be the main villain and the main attraction during this whole movie well yeah, yeah. definitely but like, no, and I agree. I, 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 there's a obvi- lot of good obviously not Joker. all there's the scenes good are good. Scene. Yeah, yeah, not all the scenes be good. The, the movie has that much time. There's like, some bad scenes with Jokers, and there's some bad scenes without the Joker. Um, which you know happens with a lot of movies. You have some just like I said, a lot of the scenes I've mentioned, like I kind of had a problem with this scene because of this. It's like yeah, those most of those scenes weren't great. Um, obviously, like them, the fight under the tunnel was great. I just think the reason they went down to the tunnel and then that cop like just telling us everything point blank even though it's like we we can see what's going on shut up um other than that like those two things like i don't understand why would they went down in this cop those were the only two bad things about that scene yeah but no i agree that there were some scenes that were good without the joker there were some scenes that weren't that great with the joker so yeah, I I, just, I didn't feel that. Um, I guess it, you know two different people, obviously. But yeah, yeah. I, like I yeah, I'm over exaggerating. Every scene is without the Joker is good. I mean, obviously there are some you know scenes that are just like normal you know Bruce talking <laughs> to Rachel type scenes that are like okay, well it's not amazing. But yeah, yeah. My point is that like this movie does stand without you know like the scenes without oh, the Joker yeah. do stand. Oh up. yeah. It's not like it's not like without the Joker everything slams to a halt and you go, Oh, what the heck is going on? you know? Yeah. Like I, there are several scenes like the one we already talked about with uh Scarecrow and his gang meeting up with the Car- Carmine Falcone gang. Like that mm. those that scene is amazing. I think that the scene where Bruce Wayne meets uh Harvey Dent and Rachel at the restaurant, I think that's a great scene as well. Mm-hmm. Um there's just there's so many that I can point to. Um, yeah. that, that are just good scenes without the joke yeah. in them. Yeah, so I think um, well, I talked, we talked about this a little bit, like, after last week, like, but it wasn't recorded, how, like, my original thoughts were, like, once they caught the Joker, and I still kind of feel that way, that, you know, they should have saved Two-Face for the other movie, but mm-hmm. I told you, like, the last half hour of the movie, I hated completely, um, originally. Um, I have changed my opinion a little bit on that, now watching it, okay, yeah, it's a little better, but 
there but now i've found other new problems the little things that i can like i don't like that they did that i don't like them to do that but so when, when so, you say last 30 minutes like what what's the last scene that you would go oh yeah that's a great scene and then the rest like what, what after that would be well like originally it was like once they caught the joker everything after that was just kind of like why are we why are we seeing this um so it's not even a half hour it felt like a half hour uh, just because it's a really long movie um I, but all the Harvey Dent stuff didn't bug me as much as it did originally. Like the two-faced Harvey Dent stuff. I thought the um, boats, boat scene like where they blow each other up. I thought that was a little kind of like eh. Because I thought like at least like even not like one, only two people. who was like, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it. No one else actually thought of doing it. It was like, why are you guys not staying up? If you're also high on um because they don't really other, want oh. to kill anybody that's and that's, yeah, that's I mean, the point yeah you know, thousands they, of people on your hands yeah and some of them are innocent it's not all you know it's not all just oh those people went to prisons i know there's the guards on there the crew of the boat and, you know the ferry and yeah, so at the beginning i'm not even trying to reach over to control you know they're all very determined to kill the boat. Well, and that's the point is they're like well we should do this but then when it comes down to they have to do it it's not like well no and the one guy you know finally was like no fine i'll do it and then he couldn't just because they realized everyone realized ah, i don't really want to kill thousands of people yeah, uh, i don't want that on my conscience right it was and a good thing like me though i'm just all i'm just saying like i'm saying could yeah. happen that, and that was the point, and that's the downfall of the Joker. Is he like he thought everybody would be like him and just kill, and they wouldn't. So, and it was they were lucky that uh, it was a little key to turn it on because uh, when the one uh, prisoner guy threw it out the window, it hit the window and then yeah. it bounced out. <laughs> like if it was just a button, that <laughs> ship could have blown up. You know? Yeah, it could yeah. Have, yeah. That, then it would have been the ship's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it wasn't me. I ain't touch your ass, too. <laughs> yeah, I do love the tension building up, too. Because mm-hmm, you, you go, oh, th- this this big convict is going to, you know, wrestle it out of this guy's hands and, and pull the switch. But um, it's a nice little subversion of expectations. I'll use that I'll use that line again uh, <laughs> when he throws it out the window. Yeah. And I, I think it all, I, I obviously it's not like, you know, it, it's not impossible that it would happen, but um, it's very unlikely that one of those ships wouldn't have blown up in the real world. But I, I'm I'm fine with the way that it ended. I know I know you guys just love yeah, to kill I, thousands of people, okay? But I'm fine <laughs> with the way that it happened. I'm not degrading the movie for the for that ending, though. I'm <laughs> yeah, no, that was one of my one of my favorite scenes, probably just mm-hmm. or just sequence of scenes. Yeah, that tension tension was yeah. amazingly done. Yeah, it was a good build up. I mean, it 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 represented what the joker stood for and was trying to make everybody like him and then that society can be better than that mm-hmm. we live in a society that can be better i did have an issue with the scene with the the swat team though because yeah i don't know i felt like batman was just like doing a backhand to like the swat guy's helmet and the guy's like on the ground i'm like what like all he's doing is just backhanding on me has a helmet on well and I, no matter how strong. much you're gonna bash the uh the the choreography, um, the Dark Knight Rises has ten times worse. So I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, t- I'll take what I can get. I don't I don't mind. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it is weird that Batman's like, give me two minutes, and then they didn't even like take a walkie-talkie or something to be like, hey, let me communicate with you guys so I can yeah. see what I see. And you know, like, I thought no. all it would have taken is like, hey, the hostages are the guys with you know 
the the clown. Yeah, I was expecting him to get like a radio or something because you could find Batman would have just radios. That's what I expected, but it's like no, he doesn't have it. It's like I'm pretty sure he you just tell him Jim Gordon's phone before in the movie too. Like, yeah. Oh know. yes, he did. I'm like, come on, Batman, you have to yeah. always resource this see with some. <laughs> yeah, talk talk to people. And I think that was part of the setup. It's like, oh well, now we and now it's kind of believable that maybe he he turned evil or whatever. But it's like again. They they didn't need to do any of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they wanted to you know flex on you know his little infrared thing he got with Morgan Freeman. Sona. Yeah, yeah. so I think that's why the whole reason you know they had to fill that in. It was like oh we gotta include it. Well, I mean it's, it's a cool thing like, to oh. include. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It's yeah. not worthless. It was a cool. No, it was not worthless. No. Yeah, I mean I feel like. I feel like, again, I feel like this movie was already too long, and there's little things like that that I think they could have just cut out, and it still would have been good or even better. But, yeah, like, I, I remember there's a lot of times I kind of looked down, like, how long have I been watching this already? It was, like, already two hours, and it's only been an hour. So did, did the movie drag for you? A little bit, yeah. A little bit? Well, yeah, I mean, I was invested in the entire thing, so I didn't even notice the runtime until, like, the very, very end when... Like um, the the two face stuff was happening, but even then, yeah. I was still invested in the story. You know, for me, it was it started to, like the first hour is actually the part that was kind of dragging the most. Um, like the, some of the Joker stuff's interesting, but then there there was just too much. I think of trying to show who Harvey Dent was, where like there have been quicker and easier ways to do it. I guess I don't know. I just love like him upgrading his suits and stuff because it's such a cool sequence him doing like you can see, and you can see like in the well they show like we have the first battle of him being kind of slow like he'll he's trying to break into the thing but he really can't can't really because the suit the suit is too heavy for him to pull pull down and barely cut that cut that band mm-hmm. <laughs> so and he couldn't jump off it in time to not hit the wall so it's like yeah i kind of need to move more if i'm going to stop these rooms yeah yeah and, that, and that's why i love like it's kind of like how you know when you go from arkham asylum to arkham city you know you get those new mm-hmm. upgrades you get it's just a it's a gradual evolution of the character and and mm-hmm. batman begins to the dark knight it's a gradual evolution of the gear that he uses you know he he's yes. constantly getting something new or something cooler or upgrading mm-hmm. something and that's what makes this I mean, at least the two movies in the trilogy. Yes. Fantastic is because it, it keeps the continuity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keeps no, the I, mean, I, I will agree. I mean, Dark or whatever the third one's called, Rises. Dark, Dark Rises. Rises. It, it's definitely the worst of the three. Oh, oh mean, yeah. By far. I mean, Batman, uh, well, oh, we'll talk about our ratings in a minute. And if you guys want to, yeah, and I, I watched the whole trilogy, so I'll rate all three of the movies. But, um, I mean, there's a stark difference between the quality of, like, Batman Begins to batman uh dark knight rises you know like there's a even like even though batman begins was was a great opening movie and is a great way to set up the the you know the dark knight universe you know it still has its problems but mm-hmm. dark knight rises like i rewatched that and i'm like holy crap like I, <laughs> it's just so many problems it just layers on top of each other it's so yeah. crazy yeah so bad and so, I guess. one last question for you guys, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If if uh, if the Joker was in Dark Knight Rises, how do you think that story would have gone? Ooh, that's um, a tough one. I think it would have been similar. Um, instead of just Ra's al Ghul, it just would have been the Joker, maybe. Or would Joker replace you, Bane? 
Well, I was thinking that Joker would would replace Bane yeah, in the story, okay. and I think they would still have Talia Al Ghul in it, but it would be just a little bit different. And maybe they would have Bane come in, you know, as like a third villain or maybe a second villain because Talia Al Ghul didn't reveal herself to be a villain until the very end. But yeah. um, I I think that Bane definitely would have still been in the movie, and I think that the League of Shadows still would have been a part of it. But I think that the Joker aspect of it would have. Um, Changed the the story so much that the shadow, mm-hmm. the, the League of Shadows stuff would have been behind that. You know, it, Joker yes. would be working like maybe. Well, I don't know if he'd actually work with the League of Shadows, but I think the League of Shadows maybe, or he would use the League of Shadows in order to, you know, further his agenda. Yeah, it makes sense. Or he'd use Bane or something like that. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it could. Knows? It probably would have been better if Joker would be able to make appearance. Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Well, I think that uh, they were expecting Joker to be the the lead villain of the third movie again. You know, they mm-hmm. had. I think they. Had, I'm pretty sure they had the script all written out for it, and then when he unfortunately passed away, that's that's yeah. when they had to kind of had to scrap everything, and they had to go. Well, now we have less time to make a movie, and we don't have a script. Sure. Ledger died the same year Batman: uh, yes. The Dark Knight came out, yep. right? Yeah, it's yeah. Been, he was struggling with. Um, just the depression, character he had created, and yeah, depression, yeah. and it was, it was yeah. That, well, that not, was a big issue, is because the movie apparently drove him to that. Like it was. A well, big yeah, it wasn't just Dark Knight because he did Dark Knight, and I can't remember what it's called. It's a weird title, but he was like a kind of a bad villainy character in another movie, like that they filmed almost back to back, and the the two together just yeah. He probably him. really overused, and overworked himself. <laughs> uh, you're thinking of uh, Brokeback Mountain. No, I'm not thinking of Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> it's not like it's like Mr. Magoo's Wonder Emporium or something like that, or but it's not that. But but it's something like that. It had like Dustin Hoffman in it, I think, and Andrew Garfield. Uh, I have no idea where yeah. it came out. That yeah, year. <laughs> I don't remember that one at all. He was in a movie called Pause from 1997 yeah. with a dog. Yeah, anyway. I think if I remember right, he actually he. Um, died before they finished the other movie, so it got delayed by like a year or two because they had to kind of do some reshoots and like write him out of it, out of the script. You know, the same thing happened to the actor who played the crow in uh, the not the yeah, newest yeah. version, but um, the original. Yeah, um, and that was another one of those really excellent movies. But that's off topic. Let's let's right. get back on topic. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I guess we're are we ready to uh, give our final thoughts? Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. I am. All right, Coco, lead yeah. us off. All right. Um, first, I wait on Batman Begins because I um because I watched that movie too. I thought the movie um was kind of well done. Uh, I thought the movie was well done. Um, I like the CGI elements when they did the fear of like when he had blue eyes and how they did that scene was actually perfectly executed. I think, but and. Um, it still has problems, like some scenes kind of dragged on a little, and some scenes are like a little unbelievable. And that's so I'll give that movie, I'll uh, say a 4.5 out of 5. Um, and for Dark Knight, um, I really enjoyed this movie. The two, like when the for two and like two hours and ten minutes, I really really enjoyed the movie. The boats on that was a little off, but I really like and but I but uh, the ending doesn't really deserve the. A lower count for that movie, so I'll give it a five out of five. All right, uh, I'll go next. Um, for Batman Begins, 
Um, I did find Batman Begins a little lengthy, like Coco said, but I love Scarecrow and uh, Gas and all that, so I I did enjoy it. It kept me intrigued a little bit. I give it a 4 out of 5, and I'll give uh, The Dark Knight a a 4.5 out of 5. You won't go, Yami, since you're going to do more than just The Dark Knight? Uh, you, You go ahead. I'm only doing the Dark Knight. I didn't watch any of the others. Yeah, you go ahead. I have a lot to say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So for the Dark Knight for me, um, like I said, it dragged a little bit. Um, there was a lot of scenes in it that just that was nitpicky. I mean, they're kind of nitpicky, but it's just like that That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Why would that happen? Um, overall, like cinematography-wise, great. Soundtrack, amazing. Acting was pretty good, um, you know, besides a few minor um, extras kind of actors like that cop and the the ballet dancer, um, but overall, um, I, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, but I'd give it a three out of five. All right, so I of course watched the entire trilogy over the past two weeks, and uh, Batman Begins was a perfect place to begin this new Batman series. I mean, it's coming off of one of the worst Batman movies ever, which is Batman and Robin, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, And this was a... I mean, Batman Begins was a great way to start this new series, and it really captured the essence of what the Batman comics are. They're darker. They're, you know, Batman obviously is a darker character. And, it, and it, 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 there's not like funny, you know, goofy moments. There's no ice puns. You know, there's no weird things in it. It feels like a modern... Uh, Batman story and I think it, it's really it, it's a really good movie obviously there's a lot of great stuff with it Scarecrow is one of my favorite villains of all time and they did a really great job with him um, a little bit underused obviously and I felt like the ending of the movie was a little bit too chaotic um, for what it was so Batman Begins I'd give a 4 out of 5 uh, Dark Knight is um, a cinematic masterpiece. I mean, it, it's a superhero movie that is grounded in reality, so it's more believable than any other superhero movie that I've watched. I mean, just look at Man of Steel and all that stuff that, uh, that came out after these movies. Uh, the Dark Knight, um, the Joker performance, obviously great. I mean, everyone did a great job in this movie, uh, e- even even like some of the minor characters. Obviously, there's a few things you can nitpick, like this. I, I don't like the SWAT guy given the play-by-plays in the underground sequence. Um, but for the most part, I think that each scene in this movie really stands up to the test of time. I mean, even like Heath Ledger doing like off the cuff things, like when the hospital didn't immediately start blowing up, that whole part was, was him, you know, just kind of going off the cuff and, and being like, what the heck's happening with this detonator? And then it finally did the whole explosion. And that was just like such a, such a testament to how good of an actor he was. And, uh, other than that, I, I, the Batman, um, uh, his voice, I felt like I had a harder time understanding him in this movie than in Batman Begins, but like I said, it's a nitpick. I, I obviously can understand what he's saying for the most part. Um, I, I just, it's a, I mean, the CGI in Two-Face is amazing, and I think that all, all the scenes, like I said, hold up, ones with the Joker and without Joker, um, and one last thing that I want to nitpick is Alfred should have given that letter to Bruce Wayne. Because that shit sucks in the next movie, which I'll talk about right now. So all in all, I'd give uh, Dark Knight 5 out of 5. And then uh, Dark Knight Rises, um, a cinematic failure, how not to end your trilogy. Obviously, they had less time to work on this one. Um, They had to rewrite the script a bunch, and you can tell. Uh, I didn't like the acting from Catwoman or Talia al Ghul. And I think that really Bruce Wayne... And Morgan Freeman were just kind of phoning it in with this movie. 
uh, Bane was great until the end. I, I feel like Bane it was such a strong acted character throughout most of it, and then all of a sudden at the end, it's like he just took a nosedive after he got punched in the face a few times. Um, all in all, that I mean, the movie's a bore fest. Uh, the the new character he added in, um, whatever his name was, Robin or whatever you want to call him, sucked. Uh, and I, I just I just ha- overall it left a bad feeling in my stomach. Um, there are some minor good things about it, like I said, like Bane. The opening scene is pretty good too. And also in the new, like when originally when this movie came out um, in theaters, Bane was much more muffled and you could barely understand him. At least with the DVD and Blu-ray versions, they amplified his voice and made it more clear to hear him. And I appreciate that because you know all the, you all know the memes that happened out of this one. So Dark Knight Rises gets a 1.5 from me for that one as well. All right. So that's that. Um, y'all can leave the hate comments for Tay in the in the comments below. Um, <laughs> but let us announce the winner to our poll, which I'm sure everyone already knows. But uh, Power Rangers from 2017 won, which was suggested by Andrew Michael. So what is Power Rangers? Um, Saban's Power Rangers follows five ordinary teens who must become something extraordinary when they learn their small town of Angel Grove and the world is on the verge of being obliterated by an alien threat. Chosen by destiny, our heroes quickly discover they are not the only ones who can save the planet. But to do so, they will have to overcome their real-life issues and before it's too late, band together as the Power Rangers. Uh, The cast includes... Oh, man. Darcy Montgomery, Naomi Scott, R.J. Seiler, Becky G., Ludie Lynn, Bill Hader, Brian Cranston, and Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks, the name of few. Where can you find it? Amazon, PlayStation, blah, blah, blah. Hulu. It's on Hulu right now, I believe. Um, you can also rent it from anywhere that you need to rent it, and YouTube as well. And as you guys already know, Andrew Michael is going to be coming onto the podcast when we record that, so we'll be able to hear his thoughts on it and tell us why why he decided to recommend it. So, what uh, do you guys think? I'm, a, Power I'm excited for her because growing up, I was into the Power Rangers. Um, not anymore, obviously, because I <laughs> just think it's silly. But from what I've heard, is this movie is not the greatest. I enjoyed this movie. I've seen it before. It was fun. Like, it doesn't take itself too seriously, or maybe you just, you're not supposed to take it too seriously. Maybe, I don't know. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I'm going into this um, movie with a blank slate. Uh, I don't know anything about Power Rangers except for the one Smosh video I watched years ago. Uh, <laughs> you're not missing out much. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. Well, you've probably pissed a few people off there. Andrew's not going to come on anymore. Andrew's a huge <laughs> fan of uh, Power Rangers. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that next episode in two weeks when we reconvene. We'll talk about that. If you don't want to be spoiled for Power Rangers from 2017, make sure you watch it before then. And if you want to join the conversation, make sure you do the same as well. And I think that's it. Keep uh, keep rolling in the movie recommendations. Obviously, now that we're running into some more repeats, uh, things will kind of have to be well, I'm going to be putting in, you know, the the oldest ones first, obviously. So we'll be filtering the older ones through as they were requested. I think that's about it, huh? Mm-hmm. So, Sounds right. good to me. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I am Yemi the Ferret, and I've been here with... Grady Waffle. Uh, Tamation. Coco Gamer. And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. See you. Bye. See you.